0: Not at (laughs) all. Not at all. Hey everybody, I'm Kyle Ruzdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense.
1: And I'm Kimberly Adams. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. I promise you all we will make it through the week. Today, we are going to do the usual. We're going to dive into some of the stories of the day or that you may have seen or missed over the weekend. And we'll talk about a story or two that makes us smile. So starting with the news fix. Uh, Kai, you have the scary one. Why don't you go first? I'll
0: tell you what. it's, It's fun and yay and wow, look at that. And at the same time, it's super, super scary. So I don't know how many of you were like vaguely online or on whatever social platform you're on over the weekend or the last like three, four ish days. But there's a new AI sort of chat body thing out there chat bot, B O T T Y, chat body, not body, um, from uh, OpenAI, which is an artificial intelligence platform, and it's called ChatGPT. And people have been having all kinds of fun with it, writing song lyrics and rewriting the classics and, you know, tell me a story about a whale on the moon or whatever. And this AI bot will come back and it will give it to you. And it's and it's really amusing. Jay we- Joe Eisenthal at Bloomberg wrote a country music, had this thing provide him the lyrics for a country music song. And then it asked he asked it to provide him. Oh, God, what was it? It was like a give me a country music beat with a tropical flair or something. And this thing Mm -hmm. came back with that kind of music suggestion. And so Joe wrote this song all on AI. Anyway, that's all fun and yay, but it's really scary because artificial intelligence, which I know you covered on tech a lot, is getting Mm kind of scary. And this is just another example of how good, and I put good in air quotes, AI is getting it's a little mean. yeah
1: we were talking about it this morning on you know in our tech editorial meeting yeah. about you know what does this mean for you know this software that universities use to try to catch plagiarism mm-hmm. what does it mean for people what if you plug in um you know into one of these AI text generation bots uh, information to help you write a cover letter for a job or a writing sample for a job you know in in those cases it's another tool and so in theory continuing to use that tool you could make the same progress and i was thinking it's in some ways it could be considered like typing speed right oh yeah it yeah. was a certain level of skill to type Really, really fast on a typewriter, and to get it all accurate and everything spelled right and punctuation correct and everything like that. And if you were a really good typist, that was a marketable skill. Now we have technology that makes everybody a better typist and catches your spelling errors and grammar errors. And if you know if you're using one of the pieces of software that do does this, may fix your grammar or Mm -hmm. word usage or verb tense or whatever. And that becomes part of, you know, what people have available to them when it's determined what their skill set is. And so I wonder how this factors into it. And yes, there's a really big opportunity to trick people or have misinformation but at the same time you know it's kind of like how filters are being deployed on dating apps you kind of just know that Mm -hmm. how somebody looks might not actually be how somebody looks (laughs) oh Oh, snap (laughs) yeah and so now we have to just assume that how you know somebody writes may not actually be how they write
0: yeah no, it's it's good and all kinds of scary. Anyway, check it out. We'll have we'll have some stories on the homepage, I'm sure. And if not, yes. you can just Google it. You can just have a look at it. Um anyway, item number two, more news you can use. And for those of you who have procrastinated in getting your real IDs, because the deadline keeps getting pushed back and now it's been May 7th, 2023 for a very long time and I finally got my DMV appointment out here in California to go get myself a real ID, which is required uh now or will be required well it's not going to be required until 2025 now so if you mm-hmm. procrastinated in getting your real id you got two more years two and a half may 7 2025 for the traveling public
1: yeah dc has had its um ids yeah. be real IDs for ids for years but you know it's dc so yes. that makes sense
0: yes anyway what do you got
1: um yeah so one of the things that often happens over the weekend is like you're half paying attention to the news and things yeah. will sort of zoom by, and then you'll hear the big headline, but not necessarily the follow-up. And that's one of these stories today, because I was going to look for a story that I saw over the weekend about Iran abolishing its mm-hmm. morality police, which I saw, you know, a headline flash by over the weekend. But what I had not seen until I specifically went looking for the story today was that that may not actually be true. Right. So over the weekend, there was a story uh, that one, an, an Iranian official said in a press conference or whatever, it was the attorney general, that he was responding to a reporter's question, basically said, and this is the quote from the Washington Post talking about this, the morality police has nothing to do with the j- judiciary and it was abolished by those who created it. But now a lot of other Iranian government agencies are backpedaling on that, saying it's not abolished. It's still active. You know, the judiciary doesn't really have anything to do with it. Um, And there's questions about whether or not people misinterpreted him or was he just sort of speaking off the cuff and it wasn't really true? Was it a bad translation? Mm -hmm. And clearly they're rethinking it over there in light of all of these protests but I just think, you know, it's one of those things where the headline was a big deal over yeah. the weekend, yeah. but much less so that this may not actually be true. Yeah. So just wanted to flag that for folks.
0: Yeah, no, it's a really good lesson. And there's more to the news than the headline, for sure. Yeah. i so freaking yeah. lovely. All right. one All right. Let's do it. Smiling. <sighs> okay. So mine is uh, soccer-derived because it's the middle of the World Cup. But also just this is—it's this is, not a ha-ha, make me smile. It's a, wow, that's a really nice story smile. A piece in um, GQ about the Dutch— Uh, uh, national soccer team in the late 60s, early 70s and something called Total Football, which they sort of uh, perfected over there. But also, it's a story about friendship and dying and sport and connection. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. We'll put it on our show page. You can look it up. It's called Life, Death, and Total Football. Um, And if you're a soccer fan, or even if you're not, um, give it a read. It's really good.
1: Well, mine is soccer adjacent, Thank I you. suppose. <laughs> um, you know, I was kind of uh, scrambling to try and tr- to find a make me smile today. And so I literally typed in like fun news <laughs> and I found
0: <laughs> I've done this that. story. I've done that. Full disclosure, yeah. I've done that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, saw the story that the AP uh, has about uh, something going on in Qatar where they are, in addition to the World Cup, there's another big thing that just went down, what? which was the – it was a camel-like beauty competition. Oh, my lord. Yeah, and the AP says, think Westminster Dog Show cross with the Miss America pageant except for, well – Camels.
0: Wow. (laughs) And
1: and it's got some amazing photos because, you know, uh, it's part of the heritage of a lot of people, that part of the world, to really rely on camels for transportation and also some places for meat. But, you know, the Qataris were saying that this was an uh, opportunity to use the spotlight of the World Cup to, you know, highlight the cultural heritage. And so they have this, you know, con you know best camel contest. Think about like a state fair where you have yeah. like the prettiest cow or, or something <laughs> like that. And I've been to state fairs. Sorry, 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 sorry. Anywho, uh and so but the photos uh in this are great because some of these camels are decked out. I mean bejeweled with actual jewels and wow. i have to say the the winning camel is is very pretty it's a pretty camel and um let's see her name is nazah
0: there you go we'll have the picture yes. on our show page of course the yes. whole story the whole story
1: <laughs> it's a great story it's oh, a great story
0: goodness. all right and with <laughs> have that you ever we a camel are camel, guy? Have I written it? No. No, no, no. So when I was in the Navy, we went to with a ship pulled into Alexandria, Egypt, and we of course mm-hmm. uh went to the pyramids. And of course, uh there was the, the, pyramids, the touristy camel wait. riding thing. What?
1: You pulled into Alexandria and then you went down to Cairo? Yeah. From there? Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry, uh, yeah, no no pyramids in Alexandria. Yes, uh, okay. Anyway, went down to Cairo, went to the pyramids, and then, of course, it's a very tourist trappy kind of camel setup, uh, which I yes. stayed away from. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've never ridden a camel. You, of course, having lived there, have definitely ridden camels, right?
1: Uh, yes. Um, but I rode the camels at the pyramids once, I think. But a more interesting story yeah. is when I went to Morocco um. and. Did a whole touristy thing of like riding the camel on the beach, but the camel I had was a bit of a jerk and and (laughs) camels are actually known for being rather ornery creatures and not always the kindest um, to strangers or just to people People. in general sometimes. Um, And so the camel that I happened to be on was not – in the mood to be ridden, uh, and (laughs) the person who was doing this insisted that the camel walk, and the camel walked, and then when it came down for the camel to get down, which, you know, if you've ever seen it, they kind of get down on their knees in the front, and they sit down in the back, and so I was getting ready to get off, but before I could get off, the camel decided it wanted to roll over.
0: No, really? And so, Were you okay?
1: I jumped. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And there's this photo of me, like, dashing off the side of the yeah. camel as it begins to roll. <laughs> and wow. So I'll try to find it.
0: <laughs> and, and when we get it, we will put that on the show page, too. Yes, Let you me can tell put it on you. the
1: show page.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's a good story. Right. <laughs> that's a good camel story. Right, we're going to go out on that one. Tomorrow, um, something way less enjoyable than Kimberly jumping off the camel. Climate change and Florida's insurance industry, it is a challenge, to say the least. But it's also a really important part uh, of the economy down there and everywhere. And and Amy Scott has been reporting on it for our sister podcast, How We Survive. She's going to be here to make us smart on that whole scene down there.
1: Yes, and until then, please keep sending your thoughts, suggestions, and questions to us at Smart at marketplace.org. As always, you can leave us a voicemail at 508-UBSMART.
0: Marissa Cabrera and Courtney Bergseeker produced this podcast. Today's program was engineered by Juan Carlos Toronto. On the other side of glass, for me. Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletters.
1: Bridget Bodner is our senior producer when she's not working on our sister podcast, Million Bazillion. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. I got to start going through my phone.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I wanna see that. way
1: back in there.